Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Preston Lim is a Harvard Law School JD candidate. He wrote an op-ed for the Globe and Mail challenging China. Mr. Lim is critic of China. He's spent time there and uh, the Chinese embassy in Ottawa did not particularly uh, appreciate the op-ed and they wrote an angry denunciation of it. Mr. Lim joins us on the Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. Preston, thank you for the time and would you just to get out of the gate here, give us about 45 seconds on your knowledge of China and the Beijing government or Beijing government. Right. Well, it's good to be back on the show with you today, Roy. You know, I had the opportunity to spend a year in China back in 2018. I did my master's there in Beijing, and I actually visited Xinjiang in the spring of 2018 uh, and realized, up close and personal, how militarized the province has become under the Chinese state's heavy uh, footprint. You know, every religious site that I went to, mosques religious shrines. You had Chinese riot police uh, stationed outside the entrance. You had cameras tracking who was going in and who was exiting. Um, And everywhere I went, you had patrols of Chinese police and tactical gear. You had light armored patrol vehicles. And I very quickly realized uh, that there's very little space left today for the expression of Uyghur culture, Uyghur values, and Uyghur life. Um, in the province due to the Chinese state's heavy footprint. Now, in your op-ed in the Globe and Mail, and thank you for describing what you saw, because you accused the Xi government of violating and overriding fundamental principles of international law, such as the prohibition on genocide and crimes against humanity. The word genocide has been used in international circles, but I don't know of any nation that has openly declared China to have engaged in genocidal acts. Um, what? How has Canada behaved? How has Canada's reaction been to what you've observed and what you wrote about in your op-ed? And then I'm going to get at what the Chinese embassy did as far as the response is concerned to what you wrote. Right. Well, I preface my answer by saying that Canada has a rich history of acting as a human rights defender. You know, decades ago, under Conservative Prime Minister Mulroney, uh, Canada led the charge in the fight against apartheid. Um, And today, when it comes to the Xinjiang crisis specifically, uh, I've been very discouraged by how Ottawa has acted so far. Uh, They really have not committed to any meaningful action on the file. Um, And I'd argue that there are a whole variety of tools under both domestic and international law that Canada can take to constrain Chinese human rights abuses in Xinjiang. We should be looking at the creation of a specialized asylum program for Uyghur refugees and potential Uyghur refugees who are fleeing China. We should be looking at the imposition 
of Magnitsky Act sanctions on those Chinese officials who have had a direct role uh, in the Chinese in the Xinjiang concentration camp system. And as I wrote in my op-ed recently, we should be looking at international law and at the prospect of getting an unbiased, objective international tribunal like the International Court of Justice to hear this case. The okay, so let me now, in, just in yes. the interest of time, Preston, I don't want to rush you along, but I want to get everything in here. Your op-ed was headlined, How China's Legal Bulwarks, or Bulwarks for Its Atrocities in Xinjiang, Can Be Overcome. Now, here's what they responded. Chinese Embassy, Embassy of the People's Republic of China in Canada, in part. On September 11, Globe and Mail published a signed article entitled How China's Legal Bulwarks, I don't know how to pronounce that word, for its atrocities in Xinjiang can be overcome, wantonly attacking and smearing China's Xinjiang policy. This article is filled with lies and fallacies. We express strong indignation and firm opposition to this. They go on to say, first, Xinjiang-related issues are not about human rights, ethnicity, or religion, but about fighting violence, terrorism, and separation. Later, later second, today Xinjiang is at best... Uh, of prosperity and development that it's ever been. Xinjiang has adhered to the vision of making development people-centered and continuously promoted projects that benefit people. The living standards of all ethnic groups in Xinjiang have been improved year by year. Third, Chinese government's Xinjiang policy has been widely commended by the international community. And uh, then they go on to say, Xinjiang's affairs are China's internal affairs that allow no foreign interference. You irritated them, as you've done before. Right. I'm not saying it was a bad thing, Preston. But you've yeah, gotten on their nerves. You've, you've really, you've gotten to them. I've, I've gotten on their nerves. And to them, I would say, if they have nothing to hide, then an international court case should be right up their alley. And you've been in Xinjiang, as you pointed out. How recently were you there? So that was in 2018, and the situation has gotten much worse since then, Roy. Uh, but what I would say is we know all that we need to know through great international reporting, through the work of Dr. Adrian Zenz, who is a U.S.-based researcher. Uh, we now know the scale of the atrocities that are happening in Xinjiang, process, uh, in Xinjiang province. So it's all open knowledge at this point. Yeah, and we've spoken with, uh, with, with Uyghur uh, um Muslims on this program about that particular situation, and we'll do so again. Preston, thank you very much. It's uh, it's a very interesting reading, and I found the response, by the way, from the Chinese government, the Chinese embassy, difficult to read because they used words and combinations that we don't normally use when we speak or write. So you're, you're really got to them. Thanks for the time, my friend. All the best. Thanks, Roy. All right, Preston Lim, you can uh, follow him on uh, Twitter. When we come back, we'll tell you about the next hour. Stay with us on the Chorus Radio Network. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.